Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mix and Single podcast on another lovely Monday evening. We are sitting uh, with our host, Tony, uh, Tony Massey Speaks, and One, the CEO. And I am T. Dot. And welcome back. I'm glad to be home. Look, you calm, but we ain't calm. Why we are excited calm? that T. Dot is back in the house. Yeah. We missed you last week. Thank you. I missed you guys too. I had to heal. Yes. So I'm home. Oney, did you miss me? I did. I missed you terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. <laughs> she gave the best hug. You guys did an amazing job last week with JJ on the mic. That was a fun show. I really, really enjoyed that. And if you missed it out there, make sure you go to our YouTube page and on our YouTube uh, Mix and Single and catch that last episode where they were talking about domestic violence and... Um, uh, checking for signs of yes. uh, potential abuse and things of that nature in relationships. So today, mm. continuing on in that manner for the month of October, yes. uh, domestic violence awareness, um, we are speaking with the mm. Dr. Jasmine Boone, who is the owner of Just You Therapy. Mm -hmm. um, therapy. Yes, youth therapy. Yes. Okay, www.justyoutherapy.com. So, Dr. Boone, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you. I'm I know we, too. you and I have been texting, this and I'm like, to be good. I'm hey, I, I like her. <laughs> yeah, we might bring her back more often because she is a wealth of knowledge and her spirit is amazing she's Aww. such a sweetheart and i've enjoyed kind of chit-chatting with her a little bit so today we're going to talk about you okay tell us um about your journey and mm -hmm. how did you become the dr jasmine boone that we see today <laughs> and on the interwebs and on instagram and all on that facebook and all that stuff yeah um oh and ktsu yes <laughs> ktsu shout out TSU. um well I, um, if we're going all the way back, yeah. as far as like academics and all that good okay. stuff, um, I would say my journey started in middle school. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Okay. Crazy thing is I had so many, um, students, friends, peers just telling me like they've been molested and they've been this wow. and they've been that. Wow. And it was actually my mom who, um, said, you need to look into psychology, counseling, something like that. And I was like, Okay. And so it really just kind of started there. Um, I kind of had a fork in the road where I couldn't decide between um, being an attorney or a therapist and brother. brother. Come on, choices. Yeah. Wow. Be both. Yeah. Be both. I, I'm not familiar with that road at all. <laughs> brother went the, um, one of the brothers went the attorney route, so I was like, okay, I'll take the other end. Okay. I really fought it for a long time because I was just like, there's other things that I could do out there that's more praiseworthy. And hmm. um, the universe, God kept pulling me in the direction I was supposed to be in, and so I went into um, I went into it full full speed ahead. I got my degrees in psychology, and then I got my doctorate in counseling, and here I am. Wow! Doctor now I I went to your website, and you have you specialize in three types of counseling: yes. uh, individual, mm -hmm. uh, couples, couples, and then traumatic. Yes. So I wanted to I wanted to ask you a question about that. So I'm a veteran. Yeah, wow. of um, of 
I've been in three different combat engagements. So I suffer from PTSD Mm -hmm. and it's something that I've dealt with for a long time. And had it not been for counseling, Mm -hmm. I don't know where I'd be right now. But what I learned was PTSD extends beyond the battlefield. There are people walking around with relationship PTSD or just traumatic experience from childhood and things of that nature. Can you do you? What kind of therapy do you offer, or I'm sure it's individualized based on the patient, but what kind of approach do you take for someone who's dealing with traumatic past? Well, I I usually do two things. Um, EMDR, I know a lot of people may not be familiar with that, but it's eye movement reprocessing desensitization, which is an amazing tool um, that I use to process trauma, Mm -hmm. painful experiences of any sort. Um, and then there's also a CBT, a cognitive behavioral approach that's focused on trauma. So I really do use that a lot. But I'm happy you brought up the point of, you know, a lot of people, when you use the word trauma, and that's why I kind of transitioned it to painful experiences, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I've never been beaten, you know, right, or I've right. never been in combat. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's trauma. That's very traumatic, absolutely. But there mm-hmm. are other painful experiences that have absolutely impacted who you are why you make the moves you make, the behavior you exhibit, the thoughts that you have. The people that you date. The the people that you date. Hello, somebody. Yes. <laughs> it is all a direct, like the reflection. things that we go, absolutely, mm-hmm. direct reflection of some things that we've experienced in our past. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Like in counseling both singles mm-hmm. and married couples, yeah. you, you do couples counseling, Absolutely, correct? yeah. What are some of the consistencies and similarities that you see between both sets of individuals? Honestly, it is their connection to their past that they had no clue about. A lot of my couples, they come in more to say, okay, so tell him he's wrong. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, yeah. tell him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then by session three or four, you're realizing like, oh, well, my dad left. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, so controlling with him and I'm so mm-hmm. fearful that he'll leave me for someone else. You're dealing with projection at that Absolutely. point. Absolutely. Or, you know, you know, he may recognize that, you know, when his mom used to yell at him, that's why he's attracted to abusive women. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that is the number one thing, whether it's individual counseling or um, marital, it all ends up being individual because mm-hmm. you have to dig into your past and see what you're bringing into the relationship. A lot of times I tell my clients, um, your spouse serves as your teacher. You Mm -hmm. know, we like to think that it's all romantic and, you know, let's fight and let's argue in the rain. But when all is said and done, the reason he can poke your nerves like that is because he's supposed to show you the wounds that you haven't healed yet. Wow. Right. Can I ask you a personal question? I want to answer you. Now, now she has a rate uh, schedule, so don't don't ask too many questions. I'm single. Oh, okay. I'm single, yeah. Now, um, being a therapist, Mm -hmm. a psychologist, correct? Are you? No, counselor. A counselor, Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. So being a counselor and being privy to meeting a lot of different people that you meet every day and you help them understand their traumas, Mm -hmm. how does that work in dating when you're sitting across the table from a guy and you can't help but read his body language? How does that work for you? For me, as far as dating and analyzing and everybody, no, I cannot. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> you you sitting at Papa Do's? Okay, th- this is some schizophrenic. Oh, my God, uh, he's broken. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, you know. Uh, I cannot. You're the type of person that's that narcissism? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's your sociopath? <laughs> 
<laughs> what do they call it? Male, male. What do they call it? Uh, what is the word? Mask, mask, oh, toxic masculinity. Oh, masculinity. yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I have Jesus. a hard time turning it off. It first date is usually a therapy session. They're like, how the hell? Wow. How did you figure that out? Yeah. Always. I'm like, are you suffering from abandonment? Where was your, did your mom leave? Oh my God, it turns Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It Jesus. does. You uh, almost want to tell I'm just going to leave my 125 yeah. table for the I know I ain't going to get a second date, but if I could see you again, that would yeah. be great. <laughs> <laughs> I, should, I should talk That's to my gonna therapist be a consultation. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> so That's funny. In the same vein, how has social media impacted your line of work or, or, or getting your message out there because mm. here's the thing um i grew up i'm older than you yeah but i grew up in a, in a time where no i know for real seriously right. she looks 12 you know what that melanin be popping so 43 okay you got me beat yeah okay. i figured i, figured I did so but i grew up <laughs> in a time where therapy especially in the black community was not only not a thing, but it was shunned right. upon. Oh yeah, you know, especially right. being growing up in a very religious household, where we just prayed about stuff. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. if God wasn't going to take you through it, then you need to just keep going yeah. through it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, how how has social media influenced your practice, your uh, your field? You know, how have you gotten your message out there using social media? I really think that social media helps promote the healthiness of like coming into a therapist Mm -hmm. you know you're not going to get your arm broken and say well let me pray over till it heals you know what i mean you're not going to do that like everybody in the family is okay with you going to that doctor well before obamacare we did yeah i'm (laughs) I'm playing i'm sorry look then there's that (laughs) (laughs) there's also that piece right but you know you know, mom and dad and pastor are not going to say, go right. to the doctor and, right. I mean, don't go to the doctor, right. pray over it. But when it comes to mental illness, mm-hmm. it's a different, or mental wellness, it doesn't even have to be mental illness. And I think that's one of the stigmas, like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. We've all had a past. We've mm-hmm. all had something that has hurt us. There, nothing has to be wrong, mm-hmm. right? So, but I think... Um, Social media helps with that. I think it creates a normalcy in our community of sorts. We still have that stigma, but it is definitely dying down. Right. I'm seeing way more of us in the in our sessions yeah. and in our offices um, than even two years ago. Hmm. So I think it's helping to get that word out and you know destigmatize, you know, therapy. Yeah, I really do. How can we help? Um, you know. It, uh, for example, on our platform, of course, you know, we have the podcast, we have our hosts, we have our events, right? we have those discussions, mm-hmm. but in the community, because that was one of the things that we plan to talk about, yeah. the stigma, and how we have been so um, jaded uh, in regards to, mm-hmm. you know, mental wellness or seeking help, mm-hmm. how can we, how can we help foster yeah. that, um involvement or engagement in mental wellness i really think things like what we're doing right now yeah Mm -hmm. honestly and i think it it would be even more helpful to take it into the church Mm. um Mm. because a lot of times people are like oh i go to counseling but it's at my church and i don't want to sit here and knock that at all but i will say with great certainty there is a distinct difference right um sometimes 
And you can love the Lord with all your heart, but sometimes you don't want to hear, just pray about it. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you need tools. You need somebody and to help you dissect absolutely. what is the root of the issue absolutely. so that you can stop the repetitive behavior. Because just praying about it is not helping you, girl. You because faith with Baby daddy works. number four. Right. Hey, hey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Faith with we right. Yeah, we right. need you to kind of figure it out. Yeah. 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 And I think it helps people to know, like, well, it wasn't enough for me. Is it okay if I come into therapy? Right. And yes, it is okay. And I, I think a lot of people in our community, again, we just say, you know, God will take care of it. Mm-hmm. Pray for that miracle. And I always say a miracle could be just a, a change in perspective. Yeah. And if that miracle, you know, comes in the form of him using one of his vessels, because there's not a session that I don't pray over, right? Mm-hmm. Him using one of his vessels to, you know, help heal that is your miracle. It doesn't only come, miracles don't come in one package. It's right. not just a yeah. drop in your lap and I'm all better. Right. I think another thing, you know, we think that if you're in therapy, you are crazy. No. If you are in therapy, then you just recognize something needs to change. Yeah. It doesn't have to be medication. It doesn't have right. to be any of that. I just want to change in perspective. I just want to change this area of my life. I just want to grow in this area. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think just getting to know what therapy is really about. I also wonder, and I don't have any evidence or research to support this, but just from a lot of clients who come in the office, especially minorities, when they tell their parents, oh, I'm going into my first session, they'll say, well, don't talk about me. Yeah. Right. Go up there telling them all my business. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with it because Mm -hmm. I think – the parents, the aunts, the uncles take it personally immediately. Sure. Right. Because that's guilt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. that means if that it's something that happened on their watch. Yes. Right. You know, and or that they did themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I've had this conversation even with my mom. You know, it's things that happened when I was growing up and I don't blame my mother for it mm-hmm. anymore. But in looking back, I felt like even though I wasn't verbally saying I blamed my mom but my behaviors in acting out was a direct reflection of me blaming her because of what I put her through Mm -hmm. as a Mm preteen etc etc but me looking back on it I realized that what happened to me really wasn't any fault of my mother's Mm -hmm. it's just something that happens in so many households worldwide nationwide especially here in the states and it's told not to talk about it yes you know um sweep it under the rug and so me being a poet writing about my experiences when I first started to be vocal about my experiences it was almost like um they were my family was offended but Mm -hmm. it wasn't to say that my mom was a bad mom or my dad was a bad dad because my mom was an awesome mom Mm -hmm. it's just certain things happened that was beyond her control and I didn't feel like I could communicate with her but it wasn't of anything that she did it was other outside influences that traumatized me to believe that I could not do so so when I go into therapy or counseling sessions and I'm bringing up those things that happen it's not a pun Mm -hmm. to my mom Mm -hmm. you know where she may feel like well this happened on my watch Mm -hmm. well you know it's things that happen raising my boys that I wish I can go back and change but Nobody writes a handbook on how to be the perfect parent. And when you're a single mom and you're working multiple jobs to provide for your children, things fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. And it could be right there under your nose. It could be someone that you love and trust that you invited into your household that can take advantage of the situation. You see it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three out of four of those instances are somebody you know. 
It's not strangers. Just so mm-hmm. we know, three out of four, it is never strangers. It's somebody who's close to you in your home. But you raised two very important points, and I just want to thank you. For our community, we do two things. We sweep things under the rug, and we consider it strength, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're moving on. We're strong. We're not going to worry about that. We're not going to let that hold us down. Sweeping under the rug is not strength, and it's not fair to the person who has been hurt. Right. Correct. It's just not fair, and sometimes therapy is just that. I have not been able to talk to anyone about this. It makes everyone in the family uncomfortable. So I'm coming to this safe place just to talk, talk. about it. Yeah. yeah. And the other piece is we are so loyal to our moms, and we are so loyal to our parents, and that is something that yeah. is a strength in our community. But sometimes it prevents people from coming in and talking about what has hurt them that their parents have done. Mm-hmm. And, and you said the right thing. It doesn't mean that your parents are bad parents. It doesn't mean that your parents didn't do their absolute best. But it is your right to say, even though I recognize you as a bad parent, that impacted me. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 I love you. Say when family doesn't acknowledge that you've even been harmed, it's just as it's, hurtful it's as painful. what was done. You know, by I the went abuser. through this, and I won't, for the sake of protecting feelings, I won't say. But someone very dear to me, mm-hmm. I had a conversation with him, and I said, you know, I'm writing this poem about this, 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 and he says, well, baby girl, some things are better left unsaid. Mm-hmm. It was almost like re-injuring me, yeah. re-traumatizing me all over again. So you want me to hold on to my secret, something that traumatized me that I lived through because you worried about what people are going to think of you. How selfish Mm -hmm. when you weren't the one to inflict it. So Mm -hmm. why should I have to Mm -hmm. keep it a secret? Mm -hmm. My story is going to help someone else tell theirs. It's going to tell little brown girls like me that it's okay to speak up and that you don't have to wait till you're 40 years old to to stand in your truth. You can do it at 10. You can do it at 6. You can do it whenever. And if who's around is not protecting you then tell somebody else yeah Yeah. i I remember reading about this i can't remember who said it but i thought it was so profound especially as it relates to black women we've taught our our black women that strength is directly related to how much you can endure instead of how much you can avoid Mm -hmm. right so in that vein as a as a black man uh going to therapy was difficult not only was it difficult as a man, it was difficult as a, as just a veteran because mm-hmm. I had to walk in there and tell someone I'm broken. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I had physical manifestations, which I I now feel blessed yeah. to have had them mm-hmm. because had I not, I probably wouldn't have recognized That's that it. something was wrong. Yep. But mm-hmm. the nightmares, the, you know, the behavior, all these things, I was fundamentally changing mm-hmm. my, uh, who I was. Yep. So, but, but it was still a humbling experience to it sit is. there and, and tell my business, mm-hmm. right? And so I went to your website, yes. and there's three principles that you uh, you highlight mm-hmm. as far as your therapy. And yeah. if I can repeat them, it's no judgment. Absolutely. Uh, your story is sacred, mm-hmm. which I love that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then trust, because this, your story is sacred. I think that's key. Yeah. Because I th- and and maybe you can expound upon this. You don't want to be the person going in. It, it's that saying. I wept because I had no shoes until I met a man, man with no with feet. feet. My dad mm-hmm. says that every day. But here's the thing. <laughs> a man with no feet don't need no damn shoes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I but feel like my problem is still, still valid. It's valid, yeah, right? Yeah. So Your feelings that, are still valid. Right. And right. that was what I felt like walking into therapy. Like, what if my problems aren't big enough? Well, I'm sitting there looking at other people, other people. in the waiting mm-hmm. room. And like, man, what if they went through something that I, you know, I feel like I'm wasting your time mm-hmm. as the doctor mm-hmm. because you probably heard worse. Yeah. And... 
hearing people say that, well, I've heard worse. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes you feel like, oh, man. But everybody deals with up. trauma differently. Yeah. True, true. But, but so as a as a as a therapist, how do but you? Story is sacred. Yeah, how do you show that sa- that that sacred sacred? Sa- Secrecy. There we go. That's why she got. That's why she. That's why you about to get unfollowed by the (laughs) (laughs) young. Right, but how do you how do you display it? Petty, petty, You know, each client, like when it's just me and that client, it's just me and that client, and it's just their story. Like I, there is no comparison. There is no like, oh, that's nothing, right? Because my aim is to learn you. Mm. I want to learn your temperament. I want to learn who you were as a child because then I know, like, if your mom used to spank you and now you're traumatized by it, you know, I now know your emotional anatomy. And I know why that hit way harder than it may hit for someone else. And so now I know that that trauma is real for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be something big Mm. right it doesn't have to be something bigger than what other people go through like that was your truth and that was big for you and that hurt you and that's enough for me that's enough for me um i just think learning the client building that trust yeah like i always tell my clients like in here i'm incapable of judging because we all have our journeys we all have our past we all have our paths Mm -hmm. that we've gone through and so there's no judgment here and, you know, I hear all types of things. Sometimes I have to go Google it afterwards. Wow. And but that's just what you're that's that's your right. journey. Right. You know. So, um, yeah, I absolutely hold each story sacred um, all throughout the day. I'm thinking like, OK, I need to do this for them and I need to, like, look up how I can help them understand and connect this dot. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always working on it um, because, you know, if I've been chosen to help heal, I take it seriously. Mm. Yeah. So no judgment in the therapy no. office, but no, no, no. at Papado's, across the table, Mm-mm. you still not judging. You can't do no, it. She's asking questions. She, she no, I mean, I mean that's what's what happening. We do. We There's interview. a little bit of judgment because, like, so maybe we should see each other again. We should, but <laughs> in my office hours, <laughs> not. <laughs> Judgment, that's discernment. That's discernment. Since I'm able to screen really easily, you probably don't get to be across the table. I'm screening by the first time. She is diagnosing in the DMs, y'all. Hey, look, let me tell you something. You could could read a lot in between those lines of those posts, I'm telling you. So, for those who have gone through traumatic experiences or uh, situations, what type of resources or advice Mm. do you typically provide, or, you know, how? How do you lead them or guide them or where to? First thing is acceptance, yeah. right? Um, and I know it sounds very cliche, but um, we go through our life not accepting what happened. Mm-hmm. Sweeping under the rug is one example mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And it almost becomes a superpower once you just acknowledge and accept that it happened. So that's right. the first thing I really try to get them to do. If somebody has been assaulted or raped, and they'll say, you know, the night that that happened, what happened? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's almost like Instead of when, that, they, when they what? let that come out, mm. that's half the battle. Yeah. That's half the battle because you've been resisting the truth of what happened for so long. Yeah. So acceptance is one thing that I really try to get them to come to a place of acceptance. Um And then just helping them journey through it, whether it's through trauma processing or whatever, but just understanding what they went through, accepting Mm -hmm. what they went through, 
processing that and then growing from it, growing from it. Because it's so easy to point fingers, you know, and um, it's so easy to have family members live your life for, for you. Well, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't do this. And if you're a passive person, you're like, OK, yeah. right. So just finding your own power, mm-hmm. customizing your power to fit you and um, rewriting your your story. Yeah. You know, a lot of our stories was given to us, you know, when we were younger. And so when you finally realize what has happened to you, rewrite your story. Right. From this point on, this is my life. Yeah. yeah. You know, I actually um, try to exercise with myself. Yeah. Because a lot of times you have to go back and figure out where that trauma came from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we they say we carry trauma in our womb. Mm-hmm. So I actually went back to my mother and I asked her about traumatic experiences that she may have mm-hmm. had in her childhood, and she didn't really want to open up to me. But I, I think what she wasn't realizing is I was trying to understand her. Right. And and not just understand her, but understand something about myself that I couldn't connect the dots to. Mm-hmm. You know, and understanding where the trauma started can kind of help you, you know, um, break those Generational, generational curses, yeah. curses or traumas. It's just like spanking the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, grandmother, great grandmama, mm-hmm. my mama, they all believed in extension cord whoopings. Mm-hmm. Well, I was so traumatized by that you, I almost didn't want to whip my kids because mm-hmm. it was a, it was traumatizing for me to be wh- yep. with extension cord. But it was a learned behavior that was taught, handed down. Yes. So in their mind, they wasn't... Um, accumulating it to abuse, mm-hmm. but that's Absolutely. what it was. Right. It was traumatic. So, and that's not a pun on them. It was just something that's learned. Yeah, you know, it's just um, you may see people from the country. You mm-hmm. know, do you anybody know what the rule of thumb is? Mm-hmm. If anybody knew what the what the real rule of thumb is, well, I back in the South, mm-hmm. you were allowed to hit your wife with anything as long as it wasn't thicker than your thumb. Oh. Really. Mm-hmm. And that's where the rule of thumb came from. Wow. So you see men around, walking around in their overalls and their wife beaters beating on their wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the tank top yeah. is called a wife yeah. beater. You know, and that goes back to relationships and what people are taught when you say uh, the strength is measured by how much you can endure mm-hmm. or to death do us part or yeah, yeah. Uh, better or worse. Now, define worse. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. can sometimes pass down toxic behaviors yeah. because you didn't sit and watch your mom. Not I, kudos to my mom. My mama didn't sit around and let nobody put put their hands on her. She was mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. And so that's my thing. I, I'll be gone. Two mm-hmm. rules: don't cheat on me, don't beat on me. Mm-hmm. You put your hands on me, I'm gone. I don't mm-hmm. care if we married. I don't care what's going on. I'm gone. Yeah. yeah. Because I believe that you set the tone for how you're supposed to be treated and so i see a lot of couples stay in toxic relationships because they feel like long they're trying to meet that longevity mark they want to have that pride and just saying oh we've been together for 10 years but yeah but he's been cheating on you for seven and he have two kids outside of you and three domestic violence assault on you but you proud of that 10 years no that's not healthy you'll find a lot of couples are more in love with the time and that the they've idea been together of it. than yeah. they are with the idea of actually being happy, mm-hmm. um, being apart. You know, well, we've been together for 20 years. And how yeah. has that worked out for you? For you. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when all is said and done, you know, there's a lot of societal pressures that come with being married. And you have to stay married and you have to do this. And I'm, you know, 
when my clients come in, I ask, what do you want? We want to stay married, then I want you to stay married. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be an advocate for whatever it is you want. Mm-hmm. My next question is, how how willing are you to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Um, but we can't allow other people to live that life for, for us. us. Like, if we've decided we're going to stay married, I'm in it with you, mm-hmm. right? And we're going to work on it, and we're going to build trust, and we're going to, you know, get it all back, and we're going to do whatever we can um, if it's healthy. You know, mm-hmm. now if there's an instance where it's not healthy, I have to speak up. It is my duty right. to speak up and say, like, this, I don't know if this is healthy. I can't mm-hmm. tell you to leave or stay, but this is unhealthy. Right. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of people do fall in love with the amount of time they've been together. Mm-hmm. Um, they're holding on to what was um, mm-hmm. in the hopes that what was will, will be again. <laughs> and sometimes you have to let go, go of that. Yeah. Well, I, I heard you talk, <laughs> you were on another show as I was doing the research, and I heard you talking about how we should celebrate the changes. Like, yes. instead of b- holding on to who we fell in love with, we should actually celebrate the fact yes. that our partners as well as us have changed. Can you expound upon that? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, as humans, we are ever-changing. Right. And and that's something that we love about our babies. You know, they're growing up, they're getting so big. Look at them going to the first grade. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to our spouse, well, you don't do what you used to do anymore. Right. And you, did, you know, and right. it's just like, yeah, there's aspects of the marriage that we would want to keep. You, mm-hmm. We want to keep the romance, but maybe that romance looks different. Right. Right. And, you know, I didn't speak up as much before, but I'm finding myself now like, can we celebrate that? Or right. did you like it because it benefited you? Right. Right. Did it benefit you solely or is it benefiting the marriage? So, yes, we absolutely have to celebrate change. Some some of us get literally put down for changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're like, how does that work? I'm growing. Right. And, you know, a lot of times when people grow, it is a disservice to a lot of people who used that lack of growth before. Does right. that make sense? Right. Yes. So when you were the person who never said no, Mm-hmm. That helped me. Right. Right. That took a lot off of my back. Right. But now you're telling me no, and you're changing. Yeah. Right. You're acting. You're really acting, acting different, different since you've been in the therapy. Person. Yeah. 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 I went but I'm tired. That. I mm-hmm. went through it. I got tired of people mm-hmm. taking mm-hmm. advantage of my mm-hmm. kindness. And mm-hmm. I, when when you're a yes person, I realize that you have little self worth mm-hmm. because your your self worth is contingent on the acceptance of other people, and. It wasn't until I was in a position where I couldn't say yes. Mm-hmm. It was almost like God, God tied my hands. He was like, I just want to show you something right mm-hmm. quick. And I was in a, my back was against the wall. Mm-hmm. And I, I usually you call Oney, Oney, can I borrow? Oney, can you loan me? Oney, can you give? Oney, I'm short and I would come through. Mm-hmm. But I was in a position where I couldn't even come through for me. And all they see is what's on social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. So when they call me and say, hey, can I borrow $100? And I'm, no, I don't have it. But you were just in Cancun last week. But you don't know what happened. I told him my car the week before that. That's you, why I ain't got it. Right? That's why I don't have it. But you, but you so busy counting my coins right. that you think I'm Put acting funny when pocket. really I need some money. Yeah. Can you help me out? You know? And yeah. by me being forced to say no, I got to see how people really feel about me. And yeah. I was, my feelings was hurt. We you know, do not realize how mm-hmm. often people will try to live our, and how often we will allow people, people. to live our life. You yeah. know, they'll tell you, well, you have this. You should give it to me and we'll do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's something that really needs to be recognized. Yeah. Well, this is really the Mixing Singles podcast and we are in the studio with Dr. Boone. Dr. Boone. Dr. Jasmine Boone. Straight knowledge. Mm-hmm. With her pretty <laughs> self. Using big words and <laughs> clinical y'all. terms and all this other stuff. Yeah. Oh. You can't block her, though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
because she'll probably <laughs> do something I don't even understand. So, Dr. Boone, we can find you at, uh, at Dr. Jasmine Boone on all yes. your social media yes. profiles. Mm-hmm. As well as your website, justyoutherapy.com. Absolutely. And on that website, if I'm if someone is looking for a therapist, they can actually yes. hire you from there, correct? Absolutely. You can just I think it says book me yeah, or something sure like does, that. Yeah. And um I respond. It just sends a little email and I respond right away. I'm very prompt. And we What's can also up? catch we can also catch you on Saturday mornings. Yes. Yes. KTSU. Saturday mornings is every third Saturday on KTSU Impact Houston Live with um Miss Wanda Adams yes. and Kaylin, Kaylin Laws. Laws. So um, they're amazing. And we yes. just talk, uh, me and my uh, other co-host, Dr. Angela Jones, yes. we talk about relationships, marriage, trust, all things love. So um, we just kind of bring a little spin to that support show. Support KTSU. Yes, yeah, please. definitely support yes, them. It's an awesome mater. show. Yeah. That, is not in, that is not therapy. Get in and see the doctor. Yes. Yes, yes. support. Come support the show. Yes. Therapy is definitely healthy, yeah. especially mm-hmm. if you're getting out of a toxic relationship. I definitely recommend going to therapy or have seeking some sort of therapy before getting into a new relationship. Just go, just get, I just go really get a checkup. I think everyone should go. You will be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let her read you real quick. So what, what's next? You know, you know, I am focused on just really giving my all into therapy. Um, speaking engagements. Um, I have one coming up very soon talking about social media. Um, to okay. young girls, and I did it last year. It was I uh, really enjoyed it. Um, when they get that information, I will post it on my Instagram, okay. the we'll location. Um, but yeah, just focusing on therapy, um, it brings my heart joy, and so that's my focus right now. All right, yeah. we are so excited to yeah. have Thank had you, so you much today. Coming in. You're coming back. You oh, I'm back. ready. Yeah. I'm ready. We have so much more to deep dive into. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for hanging out with us thank tonight. Thank you for having and me. And thank you guys for watching. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mixing Single, M-I-X-N-S-I-N-G-L-E. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. If you are single and between the ages of 30 and 50, you should be in our group, mm-hmm. which is also tagged on our Facebook business page. You can also find us at www dot mix and single events dot com we have some things coming up so if you would like to join us please make sure that you are a part of the group tony what's up with you next just to say uh, i want to add to this you should be subscribing to the youtube channel period there's so much good content on there including the rest of this show so you yes. can follow me tony massey we speaks have about 15 Shows. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, TonyMaxiSpeaks.com. I'm really proud of that website. Go check it out. Yes. Uh, and then I'm also uh, launching a uh, inspiration and motivational podcast, pre-recorded podcast that I'm going to be putting out called I Am. So I I'm really am. excited about that. So, hey. yeah. I love it. I just had to Shirt. go first. I want one. I, want I had to go first before One goes because she, <laughs> she always doing a lot more than me. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is your girl One, the CEO. I want you guys to be on the lookout for One Way Out by Brothers Forever Productions. There's a new movie that will be dropping soon. Okay. Also, I will be uh, releasing my video in the month of November okay. called Divorce. Check it out. Nice. Check it out. Um, and One Publishing Performances is also accepting gigs. Yes. As well as publishing uh, consultations. Go to the website, www.onnei.net. Be sure to follow me on the gram, O-N-N-E-Y, the CEO, on all social media platforms. Yes. Book me and you won't be disappointed. All right. Tony has books, too. Look for him on yes. Amazon. Yeah. Tony Massey. Nice. Tony Massey.
Yes. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> thank you all for joining us. Um, we hope you enjoyed the show. We will see you guys in two weeks, okay. I think. I love y'all. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs>